been doing today. So who's excited for the family day church picnic? Yeah, woo, yeah. So one thing that I'm excited about is the dunk tank. So <laughs> last year there was a lot of uh, aggression towards myself. Um, physically watched someone walk up and push the button with their hand, which <laughs> I wasn't too excited about. Um, but one thing that I, I remember is Pastor Mark, big tough Pastor Mark, hit and bruised his tailbone on the bottom of the dunk tank. So today, as we transition into the armor of God, I, I'm reminded, ooh, reminded of safety. Maybe that was a warning. But I'm reminded of safety. So Mark had one request this year, deeper tank. And as I thought that that was his only request, he said, please put warm water in there as well. So even today, Pastor Mark was concerned about safety. Um, another thing, I wore a different shirt this morning until about 30 minutes ago. You always bring a backup. Security is important um, when it's hot outside. So that's another thing. But I think, I think of security and, and how much it means to us as people. Um, I'm reminded of car commercials. Oftentimes I'm watching sports or whatever and the, and the car commercials come on. And it's like winner of 623 safety awards. And people are like, yeah, like I like safety. I was, I was watching the other day, and there's a brand-new Toyota with, of all things, pedestrian collision warning. And, and I'm not saying that there's, we, we don't want to hit pedestrians, of course. Um, but it's a pretty, we're getting to the point now with car safety features where they're just so extensive. Um, in my dad's vehicle, you can't go out of your lane without your car stopping you. Uh, in my car, I, I go around a curve, and if I'm going too close to the corner, it will pull me back in. And these are things we appreciate because as people, we have human error, we make mistakes, and these safety Features are there to back us up. Um, what does your Subaru have? <laughs> How many airbags? How many hundred? Uh, I don't know. It probably only has nine. That's old. Only nine airbags. But uh, we value safety. Uh, my mom would always say to my dad, because my dad is a big security guy um, when I was a kid, still is, but there's so many bars on the windows of our house, and he had like four or five locks on each door, that my mom would say, if there's a fire, she will not be able to get out because he's got so much stuff protecting us as kids and, and as a family. Um, it's something he valued very much. So as we transition into, uh, transition into the armor of God, I'm reminded of, of the security we have as believers. Now, when I was a kid, I always liked to put on my hockey equipment, and I felt pretty tough. And, and I remember even selling hockey equipment when I was 18 years old. And, and you dress up the little guys in all their armor, and, and, and they'd be standing there, and they could barely move. And you're like, okay, so we want to just like see if you can move around. And they have so much armor on to stop from pucks and falling down that they're, they're just completely protected. And as a kid, I love that feeling. And I'm reminded today, as believers, as Christians, the protection we have that is promised by God, which is the armor of God. So as we've covered Ephesians, uh, the book of Ephesians, we've gone through um, what it means to be a Christian and, and, and what the, the gift that God has given us. We've learned about the conduct and the unity and how we're supposed to walk with each other as believers. We've learned about, uh, last week, about conduct in the household and in relationships and, and what that looks like. And you know, and, and I think it's cool because in light of all these things that God has done, in light of who you are in Him, in light of this conduct and how we're supposed to behave and handle ourselves, in light of all these things, there is a battle that we face as Christians in our lives. It's a very real thing that we face um, attacks, we face, we face troubles, we face spiritual attacks, spiritual warfare. Um, and it's not to be afraid. When Paul warns us, he doesn't, he doesn't say, uh, encourage us to enter into that. He's simply warning us. And the thing is, is, as believers, if we're not aware of the fact 
that there is a spiritual battle, then chances are we're not winning that fight. So as we dive in today in verse 11, it says, put on the full armor of God so that you can take stand against the devil's schemes. It says, for our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Now, it's really important. In verse 11, it says, put on the full armor of God. See, it doesn't say, now put on, put on the shoes of the gospel of peace and the helmet of salvation and just stop there. You're good. It says, put on the full armor of God. And then it outlines, it says, it says all these things that we have to be aware of. I loved how one theologian put it. He says, Paul used a variety of terms to refer to our spiritual enemy. We should regard them as being on many different levels and of many different ranks, yet they all have one goal. Everything we, that attacks us, everything that we face, they all have one simple goal. And that is to knock down the Christian from the place of where they are called to live. To knock them down from where they're standing. And I think it's pretty cool because he goes right back into it in verse 13. He says, therefore, put on the full armor of God. Once again, the full armor. I think there's two things, there's two verses I want to go to quickly. Um, Colossians 2.15. This is important to remember because we don't have to be afraid of, of these, these, these attackers, these authorities, these enemies. That's not something we have to be afraid of. In Colossians 2, we read, And having disarmed the powers and authorities, he made a public spectacle of them, triumphing over them by the cross. You see, we serve a God who came down in human form, lived a perfect life, and died on the cross, defeating everything we ever have to face. Everything we have to face has already been defeated by Jesus. And as Christians, we should be excited about that. In Romans 8, 38 to 39, For I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Now that's an amazing promise. So before he even dives into that, it's important to remember that we don't have anything to fear. Nothing on this earth can separate us from that love that Jesus has given us, from the love of God. Verse 13, therefore put on the full armor of God so that when the day comes, when the day comes, you may be able to stand your ground and after all you have done, after you have done everything to stand. So when I think of that, um, I, think of, I think of going through the book of Ephesians and, and kind of how we're, we're taught how to live, how to walk. And what I'm reminded of is I picture big armor. We have some armor here today to kind of give an example. Um, but I think of this heavy armor. And I think of, of someone who's maybe not mature in the Lord, maybe someone who's just kind of still afraid and, and they're not walking fully or trusting fully or understanding fully the power they have in Jesus. And I think of them putting on some of this armor and just being so weighed down, so overwhelmed, not knowing what to do with it, not understanding what it means. We're told to stand your ground and after everything to stand. So as Luke comes in, he's going to outline the belt of truth, which I know it's not as exciting, but the other belt of truth that we could find was kind of cheesy looking. And so this is a lot better. So, yeah, we, we see in Scripture the belt of truth. We're going to make Ryan model this. Yes, the belt of truth. Also known as a pool noodle. Yeah. Um, because that's what we could find as pastors. So, um, so the belt of truth, it, it allows us, it's the idea that uh, truth is true, right? The idea that 
we live in a world where truth is often relative, right? We hear, you know, well, if that's what you believe, that's what you believe, right? The belt of truth is we choose, it means that we know God's word and we choose to follow it. Is your tool belt is the first piece of armor you put on. It has been put this way. We must, must be faithful in holding to the truth of God's word, but it is also necessary for the truth of God's word to hold us. We must be in it enough that God's word just holds us and that truth helps steady us, right? And as we think about things that might drive us away or take us away, the enemy kind of gets to us in two ways. The first one is questioning. Often maybe we might have a doubt. It might be different from what the world's telling you. We see this though in Genesis, right? Remember the garden where the serpent says, God, did God really say that? Did God really say you couldn't eat from any tree? That doubt begins, right? That questioning. The second is prioritize. We tend to prioritize other things before leaning and putting into God's word in our heart. When the storms of life come, do we have this belt of truth? Do we have this truth that helps us stand? As I was doing this this week in research, and I, a verse came to mind to me, and it's uh, John 3.30, which says, He must increase, I must decrease. And as we put on this belt of truth, may we stand on that truth and know that the truth of God's word is what is true. It's what we believe. We need to know that truth so well that we know it better than our sports certificate statistics we know it better than our latest achievements. As a soldier, you are a soldier. God is helping you with each thing to put on this armor. As we snap on that belt of truth, may you stand firm on it. Awesome. So this one I'm excited about, the breastplate of righteousness. So Lana, if you want to hand me the breastplate of righteousness, thank you. Wheel of Fortune reference for anyone who didn't get that. It's the breastplate of righteousness. So I think something that's important. So this goes over your chest. I think it's important to realize this, this is a piece of armor that is so vital. Because everything under here is pretty important. One thing I think of is your heart. The breastplate of righteousness protects all your vital organs in battle. Now you might ask, uh, what is righteousness? Well, righteousness is simply being made morally right with God. And I think it's important to know there is only one way that we can be made right with God, and that is through his son. I think, I think of the sacrifice that Jesus made on the cross and becoming sin for us. And because of that, you know, I'm, I'm not so longer, no longer, I'm no longer disgusting, I'm no longer... Um, I don't, I'm no longer wretch, uh, wretched. I no longer reek of this sin that I struggle with because of what Jesus has done for me. In 2 Corinthians 5.21, God made him who had no sin to be sin for us so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. So when I put on that breastplate of righteousness and it's guarding all my organs, I think of my heart. Now what are some things that, that, that the enemy might try and fool me with? See, one thing that I'm reminded of, and honestly, working with youth, this is something I'm faced with all the time, something I still struggle with, I think all of us do, but I have met so many teenagers um, who come to me and they're like, you know what, I'm just, there's, there's no way 
that a loving God could ever accept me. I'm too far from that. You know, I struggle at school. I'm not great in, in, in some classes. People at school tell me I'm useless. And this, this is stuff we all struggle with as adults, no matter what age we are. I think we've all felt, you know, there's no way. How can a loving God lay down his life for me? I'm too far from that. And that's what, that's what the enemy wants you to believe. But remember, you are made right with God through his son's sacrifice. He'll remind you of your past mistakes. Hey, remember in 2010 when you lied. Something I struggle with. I, was a, I got bullied in school, so then I became the bully. And that's something that still bothers me. But to, to know that, that Jesus has taken that, when you give it to him, it is gone. But the enemy, see, the enemy will remind you. He wants us to feel that shame, that guilt, that is the opposite of what Christ has for us. He'll remind us how mucky we are. We go through everyday life. We think bad thoughts about people. We feel, we feel feelings of, of dislike, discontent towards certain people. And that can sit, sit uneasy with us. And the enemy's like, yeah, that person, that, they're, no, they're no good. You should tell them. You don't want to be their friend. You don't want to love them. They don't agree with you. They don't like the same music as you. They cheer for a different sports team than you. That's one I'm faced with. Calgary, Vancouver fans, stay away from me, but I love you. You see, Satan wants to remind you of all these things. Those thoughts you feel. See, you're no different than anyone else. But through Jesus, through, through his son, through, or through God's son Jesus, we, we are made right with God. That breastplate of righteousness, it guards so much important stuff. It guards your heart. And the only way to put it on is to realize we are so desperately in need of him. So as Luke jumps into the shoes of the gospel... Next, we're going to uh, talk about these uh, shoes. Sometimes they refer to them as your feet um, in different um, translations. But the idea of these shoes of the gospel. And uh, they're kind of twofold. One is uh, I read this week about how uh, the idea of the best way for us to permeate God's peace and love in Jesus is to forgive and one of the things we probably struggle the most as Christians is to forgive. But you'll then find that gospel of peace when you forgive if you have accepted Jesus, right? And so then these shoes carry you to tell the world about that peace that they can have. It's not about other things. It's about the peace that only Jesus brings. And so we put on these shoes to remind us and to carry us through the gospel. Shield of faith. Now, I look at this thing. It's actually a Captain America shield underneath. So it's kind of a childhood dream of mine to just stand here in front of a bunch of people holding it. Um, but the shield of faith. And the shield is a defense tool. I've watched enough movies to see guys running through, bullets flying at them and arrows, and they're holding this in front of them, and they can't be touched. And, and I think of the shield of faith that we have through faith in Jesus. And it says it will protect from the, the fiery arrows of the enemy, from his schemes. And, I th- and what, what might that be? I think there's three words that I, I want to talk to you about today that, that I think this shield of faith will play a big part in. One of them is lies. 
See, as I talked about before, you see, Satan's going to lie to you about who you are. You're no good. You have no future. You're worthless. You're ugly. You're fat. You're bad at your job. You're mean. All these things. These are all things I've been told. Maybe you've been told some other things by the enemy. And he wants you to believe them. And through faith in Jesus, through understanding who we are in Christ, like we learned in Ephesians, we are his masterpiece, his workmanship. You know, we can, we can guard ourselves against those lies. And the other thing that Satan is, Satan is going to lie about is, is he's going to lie about God. You know, we have so many great promises from our Father that he's never going to leave us, he's never going to forsake us. But the enemy, he will remind you, oh no, he will. Oh, you know that pain you're feeling right now at work, that struggle you're going through at school, what you're feeling in your life, maybe your depression, whatever you're going through. God's not there. But be reminded of two, two wooden beams and Jesus hanging there, dying for us. That gospel of peace we just learned about, that, that, that can transform your life. That's the same today as it was yesterday as it's always been. Stand firm. The second is doubts. Satan will cause us to doubt ourselves. He'll cause us to doubt God. It's the same stuff. Remind, remember, remember when you felt that way. Where was God? Where is he in your future? Things don't look so good right now. But you know, God's plan, God has a plan, God has a purpose. And God loves each one of us, even on the hard days. One thing I'm reminded of, the, 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 one of the promises I, I, I think of is how God will never leave us. Yet there's so many times in my life where I think, man, I couldn't feel more distant from a loving God right now. And every single time, that's on me. Because when I feel that way, chances are I'm pulling back. And God's right there. He wants to wrap you up in his arms. And the last one, accusations. The enemy will accuse you. He'll accuse you with lies. He'll accuse you with, with doubts. He'll accuse you of being just a messed up person, which we are. But then comes Jesus. We have to have faith in that. So stand firm against the enemy's arrows. Stand firm against his schemes. And use this thing to deflect those things away. Stand firm in the faith that Jesus has given us. Next is uh, the helmet of salvation. I'm going to model this for you because it's quite lovely. Protects my hair. Nice, you know. Um, the idea of this helmet of salvation. God's salvation is ongoing, eternal state that his children enjoy. His daily protection and deliverance from our sin nature and Satan's schemes. So when I think about the helmet of salvation, the idea that God loved us enough to provide salvation, that we can put on that salvation as a remembrance, I would say. And this is about your mind, as uh, Ryan was talking about a little bit too. How are you protecting your mind? How are you protecting your thought life, those things? You know, there's those whispers that we get sometimes in our head that say you're not good enough, you're not smart enough. Does God really want you to do that? Well, you sinned one too many times. I don't think so. But remembering back to that salvation that we cannot earn it. We can't do anything to remove it either. On Facebook, 
I often see this come across when people are having bad days. There's this little uh, kind of saying that says, the next time Satan reminds you of your past, remind him of his future. And uh, that always makes me smile because it, it brings you to a place where if you understand your scriptures a little bit at all, you understand what that means for Satan. So as we put on this helmet, we are ready for battle. What does that mean each day? For me personally, what it means is when I get up each morning and I, have, I get ready for my day and I spend some time with God, I ask God to give me joy and confidence in him. Not in what happens, not in the things of life, not in of that, but that I put on this mind in the morning that uh, I have this confidence and joy. You know, what are we filling our minds with? Do you have anxiety, worry? What are you filling your mind with? Are you filling it with the word of God or are you filling it with other stuff? There's lots of things around us, but as we put on that helmet of salvation, may we be reminded of uh, what God has done for us. This is almost as cool. <laughs> to the sword of the spirit. So I think we've gone through some, some things that protect us, which is awesome. We need that. But then I think we have a weapon. We do have a weapon. The sword of the spirit. So who knows what sword drills are? Chloe does. Because she made a lot of youth upset because she never lost. Um, so the sword of the spirit is the Bible. The word of God. See, I think no matter, no matter who you are, the more you dive into your Bible, the more scripture you learn the more you understand God's love, his character, his plan, his love for you, the more ammunition, if you will, you have at your disposal. I think, I think the Holy Spirit, one of the cool things is, is oftentimes, oftentimes when, when we're faced with trials, when you dig into God's word and you understand it and you care about it, the Holy Spirit will remind you of those things. I'm reminded of, of, of Jesus being tempted in the wilderness. He's in the wilderness and he hasn't eaten or drank in, in a long time. And the enemy comes and, and he tempts him with these things. And, and three times, Jesus, who understands our nature because he was a man, three, three times Jesus fended off the enemy by quoting scripture. You see, this is, this is our weapon. The word of God in the pews in front of you understanding it, using it, praying on it, asking it to help you, meditating on it, diving deeper and deeper into it, that is the greatest weapon you can have in your life against fear, doubts, all the things that plague humanity, hate. Man, that perfect book is such a powerful weapon for us as believers. And this sword as we fend stuff off with the shield and the helmet and the shoes and the belt and the breastplate, this is our weapon. When we feel attacked, turn to it. When you feel, when you feel threatened, when you feel like the world is crashing down on you, turn to it. So I want to call Josh and Liam up. This is the, the drama part. Yeah, so... Yeah, this is so, a family service, you know. Uh, yeah, you got to like, do something. This is boring. You're listening to these two guys ramble on and So Mark made whatever. a promise, and we are delivering. So this is this. So is there we go. So what we're going to do but is they're going to put this on. 
Uh, Josh is going to be our strong soldier. And what I want you to think of is is he's got the full armor of God on, okay? So as he gets that together, I want to ask Zach. Zach's around here somewhere, and Zach, Zach's a pretty nice guy, but today he's going to play all those thoughts, those doubts, the one, the one who comes and tries to steal and destroy. That's going to be Zach today. So here he comes. Stop smiling, Zach. The enemy. So kids, tomorrow when you go to school, you can say, my pastor shot Nerf guns during the sermon, (laughs) as Mark cringes. Um, (laughs) So we're going to get rest, dressed up here. Go ahead. So first of all, he's going to put on the belt of truth. It's a nice, <laughs> cool noodle belt. And over here, we have this Nerf gun. So what should this represent? Temptation. Good. So this is temptation. We have these finger darts, which if you haven't seen these things, these things fly. You want to be guarded. And if you don't know, the enemy can come in lots of different ways. Remember we read about in verse 12. Lots of different authorities, lots of different ways. And it's not to be afraid, it's to realize that there are, there are many ways he will come at you. So these guys need to pick it up over here. Um, because you don't want to be held without armor on. No, not accountable. No, you're good. Okay, so um, I'm reminded of the, the, the armor of God in a lot of ways in my life. Um, one of the coolest memories I have is when I was struggling with a lot of my mental health stuff. Um, when I was about 20 years old, there was one night I was kind of just flipping through my Bible, which I didn't really do a whole lot, um, but there was the one I was flipping through my Bible, and I, and I kind of turned to this part. And I got to the part where he started listing this armor. Yeah. And, and I had all these things that, that plagued my mind, plagued my, my, my life, really. I basically was on house kind of, I won't say arrest, because I wasn't on house arrest, but I basically lived in my house for, for two years in fear of everything outside. And part of what I had with my mental illness was a lot of chatter in my mind with my OCD and with my depression and a lot of that stuff. Um, and I kind of got to the point where, where I was so broken down and I was so defeated that there's no possible way that I could ever stand firm in anything. In fact, it was quite the opposite. Um, I felt like I had just been knocked flat on my back and there was nothing that could possibly help me up. And I grew up in a Christian house. I knew that, I knew, um, that God had a plan. At one point, I really believed that. But quickly, through this kind of trial, I didn't understand. I didn't believe that anymore. And as I went through this passage, um, I'm a big visualizing guy. So as you can see Josh putting on this armor, I just pictured putting all this stuff on. And I know this stuff's not as, as you look at that belt and you're kind of like, okay, well, it's a cool noodle, so I'll do some damage on that. But I think of putting on the actual armor of God and standing firm in the middle of the battlefield, ready. Don't worry about your hair. It's okay. I understand. I understand. There you go. Okay. So, why don't you get ready here, bad guy. Evil one. (laughs) So, hey, alert. Yeah, you need your sword, dude. And your belt fell off. Get that, okay? I mean, I'm a good guy, but I'm going to fire some of these at him too. Okay. Oh, you got to shield up. Hey, see, that's why you got to be standing alert and ready. Okay. (laughs) Head on a swivel. There you go. That was fiery darts. (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah, good, good. Awesome. Hey, why don't you come stand right here, okay? Right in the middle. Now, I know there's not a lot of muscle under here yet, but I want you to look like <laughs> big and strong. He doesn't look too impressed with me right now. But I want you to look big and strong. Stand there firm. And what, what this bad, bad guy is going to do is it's time to use the sword. So uh, the enemy is going to come out here. <laughs> I feel weird calling my best friend that. But um, <laughs> the enemy is going to come out here with, with some things, fear. And he's going to taunt him. So you know what to do. Um, but this is your weapon. Remember, this is the word of God. You can fight anything off with this. Scripture. So here he comes. So what do you have? Why don't you get in his yeah. face with those things, hey? Oh, yeah, you can't do anything, huh? Okay, that's Some enough. fear. Oh, oh, there it goes. What's that one? What's Lies. Next? You're no there good. You go. You're useless. You're worthless. Sometimes you need to use a little more effort. There you go. <laughs> the enemy looks afraid, to be yeah. quite honest. <laughs> Doubt. Doubt. You're not good enough. You're not going anywhere. Yeah. Oh. There you go. But you are. So thank you guys. That's awesome. <laughs> Lewis, do you want to be a ninja? Is that pretty sweet? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. We'll go after. We'll shoot him after. Okay. So as, as Luke, Luke comes to a close today, I want you to be reminded of, of, of although this is fun and playful, this is something we do face. And remember, if you're not aware of that, if you don't realize it's going on and you're just kind of, you neglect the fact that that exists, chances are you're not winning. And if you're not putting on the full armor, imagine what you're leaving exposed to the enemy who, is, who roars around like a prowling lion. We read in 1 Peter. He's always on the prowl, looking to destroy. Okay? So I, I, I thank you guys for the, the drama. I don't know if you guys get an Oscar. Um, but I think we got one as producers and a director, so, Woo. yeah. Yeah, as you think about it, as we, as we come to a close in a few minutes, uh, the idea of part of this was to show you the different ideas, right? The different concepts that are things that Satan will throw at you, no matter where you are, what you, what you have been. And, uh, and we've been really emphasizing putting on this whole armor of God, and part of that really is for you to remember not to forget one part of it. Don't forget your sword, which is the word of God. Don't forget your helmet. Don't forget your breastplate. Could you imagine if you have everything else on and you don't have the breastplate, your organs are exposed. In battle, you would never do that, right? I was having a conversation with someone this week, and we were talking through this a little bit, and I said, they actually asked me a question about when, I, when I'm going through something or I'm struggling, am I remembering to put on the full armor of God? And, and I'm like, well, what happens if I only want the pieces I want? And they said, well, of course, that's not good enough. And we had this good dialogue about that. So as you think about this, ask yourself, are you putting on the whole battle plan? There is a war that's raging, but it's one for God to fight not for us, right? J.D. Greer, who's an author and speaker, said that this way, which I really thought was profound, be weak in yourself and strong in the Lord, which I think for most of us sounds counterintuitive, right? We're supposed to be strong. We can do this. No, God can do this. We let God fight our battles. And then as we continue on, we see Paul finishes with prayer. He 
It shows how important it is in the scripture of how prayer is, what it means. It's a vital part of our faith, right? In Discipleship Explored class this year, we learned uh, an interesting uh, saying that says, what if we prayed as much as we worried about things in life? And that idea of praying and spending time with God, putting on that full armor each day, just not part of it. Don't leave yourself exposed. But if you do today, remember tomorrow's noon. Tomorrow you can put on that full armor again. And you can experience all that God has for you. And maybe you're here and you don't know about this armor thing and you have questions. We'd love to talk to you after the service. Maybe you're here and you know that you haven't been putting on the full armor and you'd like us to pray for you. Mark or Ryan or I would love to pray for you. We have a prayer team at the end of service. We'd love to talk to you about it. Would you bow your heads with me as we uh, pray as Paul instructs us to? Lord, we just thank you that we can put on this full armor, Lord, that we can just understand these pieces that you have created for us, that you're protecting us from the enemy, from those fiery darts with our shield, but ultimately, Lord, that we have the sword of the Spirit, that that sword is your word, that it is the truth we can stand on in a world that is increasingly postmodern and not understanding what truth is. It's kind of relative, Lord. We know what your word says. We can stand firm on that. We know that you love us. You care for us. Nothing can take that away from us. Um, it is by your grace. We cannot do anything to earn it, Lord. So as believers today, we thank you for that. We thank you when we go through trials, when we go through things. May you help us, Lord. May you help us remember to put on the full armor each day. May you be glorified, Lord, in all that we say and do. We just love you, Lord, in Christ's name.